You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Thank you, Desmond. If you don't know who that is, it was that wonderful bloke from. Can I say bloke? Yeah, but <laughs> from, those are, from across the pond. Those are our, their neighbors in Australia. Oh, but okay. Well, Desmond was the one who did our intro. Mate? We don't know him personally, but we uh, paid him to do our intro, and I think you did a wonderful job. So, Desmond, if you ever listen to this podcast, thank you, sir. You're a scholar and a gentleman. Let's start our first episode. Yeah, and we like to bring truth with humor. And we're all in transitions in life. Listen, I'm going to be married in a couple short months. And I'm Congratulations. learning. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm learning what it means to transition into marriage. But Pastor Jonathan, you have two little beautiful girls. I do. And the older one is transitioning out of her diaper or should be transitioning well, out of her diaper. Well, we are working very hard on that. And I've read that sometimes you just got to have a naked weekend. Uh, not the parents being <laughs> naked. That would be strange. But your two-year-old toddler should be naked for a long weekend um, because they really have a hard time without the comfort zone of the pampers. And they will choose to hold it in and they will not, uh, you know, go on the floor. I, I'm just imaginative in nature and I'm just imagining brown rugs and yeah, we have yellow floors. floors. We have hardwood floors. Okay. So will this be happening this weekend? Um, maybe I might need to wait until we go on vacation to Canada and just do you it. You want to have it happen at the <laughs> grandparents' house. That is not a good way to score points with the in-laws, brother. No. Um, uh, but we, we will get her potty trained. We will. Amen. I was going to say if this is the last thing I say, but I am going to say much more. You're going to say much more like in the podcast. Yes. So let's get started. The title of today's podcast is Green Growth. And our podcast is entitled Sowing and Growing. Those are farming terms. And we've spent a lot of time outside. This is Colorado. It's a beautiful state. We've got rivers. We've got ski slopes. We've got a lot of things to do outside. But we had the blessing to work a maintenance job at our church. And a lot of our stories are birthed out of that season of life of growing in the maintenance department. And Pastor Jonathan, I would like you to tell the story that reoccurred numerous times for the both of us of driving up and growing green grass. Yep. So we had the great responsibility of not only growing grass, but keeping it green here at the church property. If you've ever driven by it, you'll understand one thing. We have a lot of grass. And so as I worked here, I would drive up some mornings and there would be a patch of dead grass. And I would say, oh, no. And I'd get a sprinkler. I'd put it on that thing as fast as I could. And it would take a very long time to try and revive that grass. One day, Pastor Mark came out and he is a expert. He's got a green thumb. If you've ever seen his yard, it's green. I'm not going to tell you where he lives because that would be inappropriate. That's not a word. Inappropriate. But he knows a thing or two about grass. And he said, hey, you know, instead of trying to revive this grass that's dying, how about you learn and watch for the warning signs, right? So there is warning signs to grass that is about to die. And so he took us out over the property. He said, look at that patch of grass right there. It is dark green. I said, yep, that is the point. Dark green, luscious grass. He said, no, there's a difference between dark green, healthy grass and dark green grass that's about to die. And you can see certain patches that would be a little bit darker, a little bit of a gray tinge on the top means that they were burning up as we speak. And if you can catch the warning sign, you can put some water on it. And literally the next day, 
it's as good as new. It's happy. It's as fit as a fiddle. But if you waited long enough, if your sign to do something was the grass being brown and dead, then you've waited too long. And things are going to be really hard. Things are going to be very hard to revive. So we're taking these natural things and moving them over into our spiritual life. Our life is growing. Amen. Can we say that? I will say amen. That's God's ultimate intention for our life is to grow. So we also have warning signs as our life is starting to go a certain way. And it makes me think of a scripture in the message paraphrase, Romans 15, 13. I want to read this out. It says, oh, may the God of green hope, green hope, green hope, green growth. That's our subject matter today. Fill you up with joy. Fill you up with peace. Peace. (laughs) A piece of peace. That's Mike Tyson reading the Bible. (laughs) Fill you up with peace so that your believing lives filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit will brim over with hope. I believe the first thing that starts to go in someone's life when they are starting to turn the color that God intended them not to be is their hope. Their expectation of better, bright days. The biblical definition of hope is a confident, favorable expectation of good in your future. And when you can't believe that your better days are ahead of you, I said this in the trailer, the best is yet to come. When you can't say that with faith and conviction out of your voice for your future, your grass is starting to turn brown. And it made me think of this from Bible school, the fruit of the spirit. The spirit of God quickens our mortal flesh. It gives us new life. And the fruit of a tree is a lot like the greenness of grass. So really, we know the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But in Bible school, I learned that the first three, love, joy, and peace, are the color of our fruit because they're things that you can be, you can see from a distance away. You can see someone's love that they're operating in from across the street. You can see their joy as you right walk on by, their face. Right on their face. If the joy of the Lord's in your heart, notify your notify face. Notify your face. And that joy, you can see that peace, you can see it. So as we start to lose hope, and it even says it in the scripture, the God of green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace. These are the things when we start to lose them, we start losing the color and the vibrancy of life. Yeah. And that reminds me of another point that you brought up to me a great truth, and I'm just going to steal it from you. I know you were maybe going to say this, but I'd love to just say it. Go ahead. And it's a profound truth that we've learned in maintenance. You've learned and you've shared with me. It's better to maintain what is good than to revive or fix or repair what is broken. True. So we got to learn these warning signs, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others. Because like I referenced earlier, when the grass was brown, It took over a week of watering and tender, loving care to this grass to get it back to its purposeful green state. And if I just would have known the warning signs, we would have got that thing. We would have got that thing green overnight. So why don't we maintain what is good instead of always trying to fix and repair what is broken? Very well stated. And we need to bring clarity to this. Really, maintenance is not to keep something in its natural state. It's to develop it. Develop it. At our job, 
We would be fired if we yeah. just kept things at status quo. No, we were right. called to advance things. Just like God is working in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's taken us from faith to faith, mm. from glory to glory. God's goal for you is growth. Absolutely. And that's what we're about here at Sowing and Growing. So to consistently grow green grass, what do we need to do? There's some things that we need to do to consistently grow green grass. Can you talk about we those need to, things? We, this sounds very deep, but we need to water that grass, John. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's, no, it's not rocket science. If you want grass to grow, you got to feed it. You got to give it the things that it needs. And so my yard, personally, I'm trying to have a green thumb just like my pastor. And I've got a fairly large backyard. You've seen it. It's actually a very massive hill. And it's going to be great for sledding in the, in the wintertime as long as you don't hit the backside of my house. <laughs> it's going to be a great hill. But it's it's full of grass right now. And I've had to consistently water that thing. And I have it on a set schedule. I have rainbird sprinklers in the ground. Actually, they're not rainbird. It's hunter. But that's... Case or whatever, whatever, you know, and it's set to water two times in the day, actually one in the morning and one at night every other day, but it is a consistent watering schedule. And again, on this podcast, we are relating things in the natural to your spiritual life. So when we're talking about growing grass, we can relate that to growing our faith in God. And if you want something to grow, if you want your faith to grow, then you have to feed it consistently get your faith on a rainbird watering cycle yeah we we need consistency to grow anything and i want to encourage you that we will be consistent with this podcast you can expect a new episode every single week you can hear them on apple Podcasts. you yep. can hear them on spotify podcast you can hear them on google yep and maybe in the future even on the radio yeah so the best is yet to come i'm going to keep saying that because we're talking about green hope and green growth. growth. So again, we do need consistency and it's not just water. It's also fertilizer. fertilizer. We just were dealing with a lot of green issues with our lawn and we were putting tons of water to it. And our irrigation guy came out and said, Hey, you got to put some fertilizer on this grass. The moment I put fertilizer on mm -hmm. the grass, it turned green again. And it just reminds me of the Bible. God wants all things to work together for good. We need the Bible. We need the spirit of God. If you have one without the other, they don't work Doesn't very work. well. The letter of the law does what? Kills. kills. But the spirit gives life. life. But the spirit of God confirms the word. They're always working together. And even the grass needs sun. It does. And we need the S-O-N. We need the sun. We That's need times with the sun. But Jesus is the written word made flesh. They all play together. So you need consistency in all yeah. areas. And consistency is really the thing that keeps a life going. Otherwise, you will live life by moments. And you always will be searching after moments. But moments are in our life to encourage us to live a life of consistency. Let's go back to the warning signs for a minute. We talk about learning the warning signs when someone's hope goes, the rest is following. Their faith, their life in general is going to considerably go downhill when their, when their hope goes. So we're talking about finding that out in your own life. But there's a phrase that says the grass ain't always greener on the other side. And usually that is as, as a point being made about, hey, you should be content with what you got. But I'm going to flip this just for a second here. If the grass ain't greener on the other side, I would say you as a Christian 
have a responsibility to jump the fence, go visit the other side, and let's see why that thing's not green. Because we are called to build each other up. You know what? If someone else's grass isn't green, I want to go and help them. I want to go and encourage their hope, strengthen their hope, and get them back into a place of faith. So you're not just responsible for your grass. Really, as a Christian, you're called to be responsible for someone else's grass as well. And that leads me into this point, just about leadership in general. Right, go ahead. And I'd like to talk about this for a second. You as a listener, you're listening to this podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying it so far. I just want to tell you one thing. You are a leader and you have influence. You might be saying, hey, I am a cashier at Bucky's. Which is crazy because we have no Bucky's in Colorado. Shout that out just, to South Texas <laughs> where know, my fiance they got is the from. the biggest one now. No, it's Tennessee. I, think I don't know, but well, I want to get to Bucky's. I want to get to Bucky's too. You might be a cashier at Bucky's, Piggly Wiggly, Quick Trip, and around here, City Market, Walmart. You might be saying, I don't have any significance. I don't have any influence. I just want to tell you this. You do not have a choice on whether you get to influence someone or not. You are influencing no matter what, and vice versa. You are being influenced no matter what, either positively or negatively, you're having an impact on someone's life. And here's the difference between a normal person and someone who recognizes that they're called to lead. Leaders are intentional with their influence. So I want to tell you this. While you're listening, just talk to yourself for a moment. Say, I'm a leader. May I say it? Yeah, you can say it. I'm a leader. Say it with some gusto. I'm a leader. Say, I have influence. I have influence. And I'm going to be intentional with my influence. And I'm going to be intentional with my influence. So knowing that, no matter where you're at on the chart at Bucky's, you can be a leader. You can lead from the bottom, you can lead from the middle, and you can lead from the top. So during this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about leadership principles. And don't tune out. Recognize right now, episode one, I'm a leader. And whoever is around me, I'm influencing those people, and I'm going to be intentional with my influence. I'm going to be intentional to hop the fence. I'm not trespassing. I'm just taking a quick hop, taking a gander at someone else's grass, and I want to encourage them and help their grass get green. And there's a great promise in the Bible that those who water others will be watered themselves. Absolutely. We often get in our minds that leadership is great because we're at the top. Everyone's looking at us. We have the the office that overlooks all the other offices on the highest level of the skyscraper. View of the city. View of the city that really everyone's looking to us, but a true leader has to take their eyes off of themselves and look to others. Leaders actually have more responsibility than anyone else, and their job is to not only look after themselves, but look after others. So a true leader with real influence is not selfish, but selfless. And it takes selflessness to look at the condition of somebody else's fence Mm. and not get excited about the fact that their grass is less green than yours. Or that their fence is not stained. Yeah. (laughs) Man, if you jump the fence, might as well take some linseed oil and stain their fence too while you're at it. And if you get a splinter while hopping over, well then, ouch. (laughs) Get some sandpaper. And choose to forgive, church. (laughs) Choose to forgive. So we've talked about The signs, the warning signs of grass that's dying when we've equated that to someone who's losing their hope. We've talked about consistency in watering so you can grow not only in your hope, but get back into that realm of faith, right? We've Mm -hmm. talked about leadership and being concerned 
with the cares and the affairs of other people and their grass, what's next? I think we need to keep this in mind that when we decide to serve others, to look at other people's needs, to take care of the condition of somebody else's lawn, that we don't forget about our own lawn. Okay. I've heard this come from your own mouth, that you can't mandate what you yourself don't model. That's true. Healthy people beget healthy people. Hurt people beget hurt Hurt. people. Hopeless people have a hard time instilling hope in others. It's hard to water someone else if you don't have enough water for yourself. So in the whole scheme of things, again, we're being called to a higher life than where we're at right now. It may seem hard to keep your lawn vibrantly green in the middle of Western Colorado (laughs) in July heat, but God's calling us by the power of the spirit working in our own lives to keep our grass green and keep somebody else's grass green. So I just don't want to lose that focus that God is big enough, but we're required to take care of our own lawn and not forsake our own health to help somebody else be healthy. And that means you got to start taking some inventory of what's going on in your life, uh, which takes some discipline. It takes some diligence. And again, going back to our other point, it takes consistency. And so if I'm not willing to take inventory of what I've got going on and the, the, the various healths of the fruit of the spirit, right? Love, joy, and peace. Mainly, if I'm not really taking into account, where's my peace level at, right? Where's my joy level at today? Where's my, how's my love walk? It's going to be very hard to kind of gauge where you're at. You got you have to take inventory each and every day. And that's why when we're talking about that watering watering schedule, don't just partake in some devo. Have a purpose, have a goal in mind. Each and every day, I'm getting in the word. I'm getting in some prayer time. I'm taking inventory of my faith. I'm taking inventory of my hope. I'm taking inventory of my joy, my love, my peace, and I'm making sure those things are healthy. Right? Mm-hmm. So, green lawn is a healthy lawn, and a healthy lawn is a lawn that you can enjoy, right? I'm trying to get my grass to a point where my two girls can run and play on that thing. Mm-hmm. Where right. it can be enjoyed by others. Yeah. I want someone to drive by with some envy. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm a little speechless. <laughs> but I will say this talking about taking inventory, can I talk about yes. that for a little bit? Yeah. I started coming to work not showing up early and just rolling in right before 8 a.m., rolling right through the entrance and parking my vehicle. And normally the lawn right at the entrance looks good, but I noticed something different about my boss, my pastor. Shout out to Pastor Mark, New Creation Church. That's where we're on staff. That's where our friendship grew. And I believe you can grow at this church. If you have a church, stay plugged in there, stay planted there because the Bible promises that those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. Flourish in the courts. Yes. So stay planted so you can flourish. But my pastor, I watched how he would come into work. I would watch what he'd do, and he would do a drive around of the whole property. Our property sits on a highway, and you can go on the highway, drive to the end of our property, get on a road that goes above our property, and you can see all of our property from the road. And I recognized that really, if I was going to maintain all of my responsibilities before I started my day at work, I would need to not just pull in right at the entrance, 
but I would need to show up a little bit earlier and do a drive through of the whole property yep. and look at the condition, not only of the entrance of my life, mm. not only what is visible to people <sighs> who come to the church, but the outskirts of Oof. the property. So I started to drive in and I would look to the whole property. So maybe inventory of your life looks at looking at those areas that people don't look at, those that you rarely corners. look at. Yeah, that area that hasn't been adventured by <laughs> anyone for a while. You maybe, need a machete to go there. Maybe. <laughs> maybe some trash has blown into that section of the property, gotten against the fence, and you don't think anyone sees it. But God sees it. My leader saw it. And my life and my growth in my job started to change when I recognized if my leader is looking at those areas of my life, of my work, I'm going to start looking at them too. And I'm not only going to maintain what people normally see, but I'm going to take care of it all. I'm going to take care of it all. And God is looking at every area of our life. The yeah. Bible says that all things yeah. are open, open and naked. Him. Kind of like Jonathan's baby girl's going to be here in a few weekends in Canada. Get ready, Sable yeah, family. If my in-laws are listening to this, just get ready. Maybe maybe put down something over the floor. I don't know. Potty pads. <laughs> Usually used by Yorkies, but also by toddlers in their terrible twos, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Nope. She's not terrible. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a terrific too. Terrific too. You two. should apologize. It'll be oh. a little bit more terrific after this season is over. Can yes, we get agreement on that? I agree with that. Okay, but again, drive-throughs of the whole property. Right. Look at everything. Take inventory. Yeah. Get consistent with your growth. Because mm, that which is hidden is going to be exposed at some point. And we dealt with a lot of yes. that on the main. And here's team. the thing. It's way better for me to notice something before my pastor notices it so I remember I had the same story as John. It's like we're the same person. It's like we had the same John job. We did. I'd walk into the property, and the days where I would catch something before my pastor were so much better than the days where he'd say, hey, let's go take a walk. And we'd walk out to the edge of the property, and there would be trash and beer bottles and things we didn't want on the grounds. And he'd say, did you see that? And I'd have to say no. So it's great to catch those things before the boss does, right? Because it's going to be exposed at some point. And that's not to scare you. God already knows. He already knows. But he's giving you the opportunity to take inventory, judge those things, and get those things right in your life. It's true. So let's do a little inventory of where we're at so far in the podcast. We're talking about green growth and taking the natural stories of our own life and sharing what God intends to do not only in our jobs, but in our spiritual lives. And it's the same for you if you're a cashier at Bucky's. God wants to talk to you about the buttons on the cash register, about locking the door, taking out the mm. trash. Your job is no different than our job in what God wants to teach you in it. But we would show up and we would need to keep grass green. And actually, it's not just keeping grass green, it's growing Bro. grass. And the first thing that starts to go when grass gets dry is its color. And in our spiritual life, the first thing to be lost is hope. And if we lose hope, it's we also lose our joy, we lose our peace, we lose our vibrancy in life. And the key to getting that is watering, it's to feeding it, it's having the Spirit of God in our life, it's having the Word of God in our life, it's spending time with Jesus, it's all of those things, and we have to get consistent with them. And when you take inventory of your life, take full inventory of your life because God's not only looking to keep your grass green, he's looking to teach you in keeping your grass green so you can keep somebody else's grass green and be the leader God's called you to be. Amen.
listen, that's green growth right there. That's green growth. We're talking about sowing. We're talking about growing. And you as a listener, hopefully we've encouraged, we've sparked you to maybe start taking that inventory and start growing yourself because you're realizing, hey, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. And ultimately, going back to number one, numero uno, you say, I'm not a leader. I don't have any friends. I'm a recluse in my house all day. <laughs> well, the first person you're called to lead is yourself. Yeah. And that's what taking inventory is all about. And God has given us, truly, if you're saved, if you have his life in your life, he's given you a glorious, magnificent life, maybe in seed form. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not experiencing it yet, but it's called to be watered. Yeah. It's called to be grown. It's called yeah. to be maintained. You want to know the cool thing about a seed is that it never expires. And it's always alive. It's always alive. There's seeds. You know, that's what heirloom tomatoes, seeds that have been passed down from generations. But you can take a seed from 100 years ago and plant it today. And if you give it the right nutrients, water, sun, maybe a little shade, that thing's growing. They found seeds in the pyramids that they pulled out and they planted and they literally grew. Absolutely. So that's exciting. Yeah. And going back, we're going to talk about this in most every podcast that we do. It's going to be called the wisdom of the day. It's going to be wrapping up, drawing up what we talked about, what we're getting out of it, something to take for the rest of the week as you're driving in your car as you're thinking about this podcast, we're going to call it the wisdom of the day. The wisdom of the day for me is it's better to maintain what is good than fix what is broken because God has given us that great life. He's given us that great responsibility Mm -hmm. and looking to my life, recognizing that maintenance isn't only maintaining, but it's growing. It's better when it's good to keep it good than fix what is broken. Once that grass goes brown, it's a long process. And our God, maybe your lawn is looking like the lawn's in Las Vegas where they have to paint them green because they're totally dead. God is a God that revives dead things. That mm-hmm. can happen. But God's ultimate desire for our life is not to revive us when our debt when we're dead, but to keep us alive so we can give life to others. Yeah. Better to maintain what is good than fix what is yeah. broken. The wisdom of the day for me, my key, the key takeaway, sounds a little prideful, but it's something that I said. I'm sorry. It's just the yeah. way it is. Okay. Um, I like realizing and understanding that you're a leader And leaders are intentional with their influence. So wherever you're at on the ladder, you can lead from the bottom, you can lead from the middle, you can lead from the top. But first and foremost, you got to lead yourself so you can be healthy. You jump the fence and you help someone else grow their grass as well. That's great. I said that with a really like deep kind of airy voice. I'm not scared. Good. That reminds me what he says about leadership and influence being automatic and just being intentional with it. I remember Zane. Who's Zane? Zane is the leader of the maintenance Zane. department at new creation church. And he was also a youth minister for many years with middle school students. And he had a middle school student who carried a lot of influence, but they were not intentional with their influence. That's the boat many people find themselves in carrying influence, but not being intentional with it. He got that student by themselves and he said, listen, you're going to lead people. And the student just looked at him. He said, you get to decide if you lead them to heaven or you're going to lead them to hell, but you're going to lead them somewhere. Yikes. If your voice wasn't scary, maybe that statement that I just <laughs> shared was, but it just shares the importance 
of being intentional with our influence. And hopefully that's what we're doing right now. Mm. We're being intentional with the influence that we have on this mic through this podcast going to you. Yeah. We want to water so that you will be watered knowing that God's faithful yeah. to water us as well. It's time to grow here on the Sowing and Going podcast. Amen. And we'll give a quick plug real quick again for our church because um, it, it's really only by uh, the graciousness of our pastor, Pastor Mark, and our place of employment, New Creation Church, that we get to do this podcast. And so um, we've said it before. We'll say it again. We love our church, and we'd love for you to come visit us. It's 44761 Highway 6 and 24, Glenwood Springs, Colorado. We're the big church right before South Canyon. You go into Glenwood, and we've got three service times on a Sunday, 830 10:30 and 6 p.m. Come give us a shout, and uh, hopefully, actually, I I know if you come, you're gonna be blessed. And if you're in a church already, stay there, be planted. But wherever you're at, you need to sow, and you need to grow. We'll see you next week. Oh, let's pray. Okay, I'll pray him out. You pray. All right, Father God, I thank you so much for the life that you've given us and the true colors that we have, which are a vibrant life of green hope joy, peace, and love. Father God, I thank you that you're causing us to take inventory of our life even right now. As we do this podcast, as people are listening to this podcast, to do a drive-through of our whole life, to look at the condition of our grass and look to the seed that you've deposited of new life in our heart and to call that seed good, to call it alive, and to bring growth about. Father God, I thank you that you're working in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And Father, help us not be selfish with our life, to not look to ourselves, but to look to you, to look to others so that they can experience the best for their life, so that we can jump the fence, not to belittle their lawn, but to grow it. Father God, we thank you for who you are and we thank you for what is to come on this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, listen to us. Wait, that sounded very conceited. Listen to us. I'm just saying you can... Listen to us next week. Podcasts are going to be uploaded weekly. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and on Google. All right. Thanks for listening.